0: Keep on trucking and keep on fucking. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's Keep Up with Still Vincent. Well, here we are, episode 11. Um, if you haven't listened to the Keep Up Pop Quiz Part 2, that's my best friend, Devin Singh. He came through on the episode and he was gracious enough to give us some really dope material. And um, this time we kept up with the questions, so I'm sure you'll really enjoy that. What did I do while I was gone? You know me. I watched a shit ton of movies, and I caught up with all the Oscar nominations. So right now, really briefly, since we already covered this, I'm going to go over the winners and losers and what I picked, just, just real quick. So I only got seven correct out of 24 categories, so you shouldn't really lean on me to find out who the winner No, I'm not going to lie. Most of them were personal picks, so I didn't really give a shit. So let's get down to it. For best picture, I picked uh, three billboards outside Emming, Missouri. Um, Shape of Water won. Um, I'm not disappointed by that. Shape of Water was a very good film. Uh, Michael Shannon's amazing. So it was uh, Sophia Hawkins and Octavia Spencer. You know, I love them. Um, for actor in a leading role, I picked Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Gary Oldman won. And we discussed this before. Um, I think John Lithgow from The Crown did a better job. Gary Oldman relied a lot on prosthetics and, and dark cinematography. So, you know, Denzel was in the n- nomination. Timothy Chalamet he was paying a boy uh, being led on by an older man and turning gay. Um, pretty much. That was a very good movie. And Michael Stahlberg, very underrated actor, by the way. He was very good in that as well. Francis McDermott, uh, we'll talk about. Uh, and sorry, it was Sally Hawkins, not Sophia Hawkins. Uh, for the shape of water, but um, Francis McDerry won for three billboards outside Emmy, Missouri. I got that pick right. She also mentioned the um, inclusion writer. We're gonna discuss that in a little bit. Supporting role went to for a male for Sam Rockwell, he's an amazing actor. One of my favorite movies is uh, Choke, it's an awesome movie. Angelica Houston's in it as well. Um, William Defoe, Woody Harrison, Richard Jenkins. Christopher Plummer, they were all up for a supporting role, but Sam Rockwell definitely deserved it for three billboards outside Emming, Missouri. Actress in a supporting role, um, if you've seen the, uh, the show Mom with Anna Faris, I've never seen it, but she's hilarious. I, I love her from Juno. I love her in everything with J.K. Simmons. So now both of them have Academy Awards for supporting roles. Um, she was incredible in I, as I, Tanya's mother. Very funny. One of my favorite quotes from the movie is I am so sorry but there's no smoking on the Oh. Well, I'll smoke it quietly then. That's my bitch on International Women's Day coming up soon. But anyway, um back to the nominees. So Alice and Jenny, she was incredible. She also said some really other funny things. But um, I picked the breadwinner for animated feature film that lost to Coco. Coco was amazing, and it touched on a lot of Me- Mexican heritage. And also, if you have a 4K TV or something with HDR, they say this is one of the best movies that will bring your TV to life. So that shit is dope. Um, I picked Dunkirk for cinematography. You know, like I said, Dunkirk was visually, visually stunning. And did and very well, so it, it swapped some awards that I didn't think it would get. But uh, Blade Runner 2049 with uh, Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. So, so good. Um, incredible. Like, if you see the scene where the billboard is talking to Ryan Gosling, that's one of the best scenes in the movie, and they show them the commercials. I had picked um, Victorian Abdul, the story of Queen Victoria, and her um, one of her uh, assistants that came from India. And they had great costume design. It was um, original from India um, of the Muslim sect. So I thought that was really cool. But the Phantom Thread took place in the 1950s. So it it really didn't uh, stray away. I love the Phantom Thread. Very awesome movie. Had to do with Munchausen Syndrome. Daniel Day-Lewis was incredible. Um, A little machismo, but very good. So Phantom Thread won for best costume design. Directing went to Shape of Water, Guillermo Del Toro. I love my Maximum Brethren. He, is, uh, he did one of my favorite movies, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, I picked Get Out, Jordan Peele, but you can't win them all. Um, documentary, I picked Icarus. It was the one where the cyclist was um, trying to crack the top ten, so he used steroids because he couldn't crack the top ten in any of the tours locally. Tour de France, nothing. So he found out that doping was bigger than it really was. Grigory Romnanotrov, I think, I believe his name is, and he um, is actually in exile right now. He is in the protective services because he snitched on the Russian uh, World Anti-Doping Agency, and they were doing state-sponsored steroids. So this one, and I picked it. I picked Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405. That had won for Documentary Short Subject. That shit was dope. That was sad also. It was about a young son in a traffic incident, and he was shot by a cop, and there was no justice for it. So, you know, we've, we've seen that on the news many a times. This guy was unarmed as well. Nothing wrong. Kind of like a Fruitvale Station situation. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, he was excellent in that. Film editing. I picked I, Tonya. Um I liked the way that it was put together. I liked the way they introduced each one of the characters. Um... It was very good. It, um, it, it, it popped. It popped. And it was, it was a documentary-style film, so that was really cool. But Dunkirk got it, and Dunkirk definitely deserved it. Um, I did not know Tom Hardy was in the movie until the end. So I was, I was fixated on the action, and Dunkirk was excellent for that. I picked A uh, Fantastic Woman. Um, that is the foreign language film, and that is from Chile. And it's about, um, transgender and a woman, uh, you know, finding her footing in place in a place, like, in South America. Um, uh, very excellent film. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Um, Darkest Hour won, and I picked, uh, Wonder. So, like I said, Darkest Hour provided the prosthetics and the makeup for the Oscar-winning Gary Oldman. But I had picked Wonder, which starred, um, the, the kid from The Room with Brie Larson, uh, Larson, I forgot his name, uh, uh, Owen Wilson is the father. Julie Roberts is the mother and they're really funny, and he has a disfigured face, so he's trying to acclimate into a middle school and they show how mean the kids are and um, they rise above it though it's really it's it's a touching film. Music original score I picked this as well, the Shape of Water. Um, that was excellent. Um, I felt like it was very aquatic. Um, it had a harmonica. It had an accordion. You just felt like you were there. Um, the water scenes, the water love scenes with the mermaid or the Blue Lagoon looking dude. Very awesome. Um, music original song, I picked uh, Gail Garcia-Berdal. I am a big Mozart in the Jungle fam on Amazon Prime. Um, he sings Remember Me from Coco. Very, very, remember me. Uh, very awesome. Very awesome film. Uh, I, I, and the score was incredible. Uh, production design, I picked, uh, Blade Runner, I love the production design of Blade Runner, but it went to The Shape of Water, I get it, it was nostalgic, and, uh, some of, like I said, some of the water scenes inside the, uh, like, the Area 51 style, um, uh, experimental lab, that was cool, so, I get it. Um, Dear Basketball, I'm a huge Kobe fan, we talked about on the bonus episode, Hopefully, I don't lose anybody on that for the Me Too movement, but um, yeah, no, he came out of the documentary, a short film, animated, and it was excellent. So, if you want to hear what my opinion was, you'll have to listen to uh, the bonus episode, Pop Quiz Part Two with Devin Singh. The Silent Child won for short film, I picked my nephew Emmett. Don't really want to go into that too much, but um, that was that was pretty cool. The short film, the live action was kind of uh, weak to me this year uh, for short films sound editing. I had picked Star Wars. I guess like you know, and I've picked them before. I got to stop picking them cuz like <laughs> like that's not really doesn't really count anymore. But uh Dunkirk won for sound editing and like I said they won for uh film editing. Well deserved. Um Christopher Nolan is an excellent excellent director and I've heard that he's a very very good um video editor, video production, post production. So, it worked. Um I, they got picked for sound mixing as well, so they took home three cinematography awards. Visual effects did not go to my pick. Oh, sorry, sound mixing. and picked Baby Driver, by the way. Baby Driver is excellent. I kind of have a feeling they did that because of Kevin Spacey. They didn't, you know, they wanted to stand away from him as much as possible. Whatever politics, definitely. If you're if you think politics don't take place in the Academy Awards, you're definitely wrong. So, I picked for visual effects, Blade Runner. Sorry, I did not. I picked Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Excellent, excellent movie as well. Kurt Russell does his thing as uh, as Peter Quinn's uh, father. Uh, my man, Chris Pratt. Zoe Saldana. Bradley Cooper. But Blade Runner, 2049, took home for visual effects. You gotta see it, guys. It's a really good movie. And I didn't even see the first one. I gotta see the first one, so... I'm with you, sorry, we're, we're slacking Writing, adapted screenplay I'm a big Alan Sorkin fan um, The Newsroom and the West Wing So, and um, the uh, Many other projects that he's been on So he wrote Molly's Game and that's about Molly Bloom She broke her uh, Vertebrae while uh, Being a professional skier She was ranked third in the world at one time So then she uh, was in catering And, under, and she started Uh Doing underground uh, poker games. As a matter of fact, they were publicized as well. And until she started racketeering, that's when uh, when she started taking some of the proceeds from the winnings. And dealing with the Russian mob. That's when the government came at her. Seized her assets illegally. And used it against her to uh, push onto the rest of the industry. Whatever. So Call Me By Your Name actually won. And it was an old guy that had been nominated like over ten times. So he's definitely somebody really dope. Um, Call Me By Your Name was awesome, I never read the book, so I'm sure that they did a good job, um, adapting that. Uh, writing the original screenplay, I was going brown. I was going brown. My man, Khalil Nanjani, from Silicon Valley, he's so funny. The Big Sick was about him meeting his wife, and, um, she got really, really sick. And, um, it just shows him sticking around, and, uh, showing the dynamic of Chicago, and the parents, um, him getting along with them, Ray Romano... Uh, Holly uh, Hunter, they're they're amazing actors. Um, but get out one, Jordan Peele, and I know this doesn't matter to everyone, but uh, this matters to me. Uh, it's the first African American to win for um, screenplay. The adapted screenplay one went, went to uh, my man Barry Jenkins from Moonlight. He won for adapted. So now there's an African American that has won for an original screenplay. And that's really, really cool. What the fuck did I just watch? Well, aside from the Oscars, I watched a movie called Annihilation, but we'll get to that very shortly. Um right now, I want to talk about Frances McDermott real quick, the inclusion writer that she mentioned during her speech. Um, to me, that's a very necessary thing. I know a lot of you think that like you know, everybody's picking people off of merit and picking the best people for the roles in films and in all industries, but they're not. They're not. I went to school um, in Indiana, and like I said, I had the same grades as someone else, and they were both failing grades, and because this fa- his family can contribute financially more to the school, he was able to stay, and I was not. So that's just one of the instances I've been turned down for jobs for not being Jewish. I had, You know, there's just certain things that you can't get away with, being a little brown. But, um... So if that's if that's out there, if those are out there. Affirmative action. I know many people don't agree with it. Sorry, sorry. Tell your rich uncle to stop paying for you to stay in school. No, I'm joking. But anyway, so the inclusion writer just make sure there's a diverse cast. I'm not saying make the movie su- suck just to put a black person in there or an Asian, but there should be a good percentage of diversity on the set. And sorry that you know the white men are not the only people that should be entertaining you anyway. They should not be the only ones you think that are talented, that are able to get on the screen. If you see that many people just racking up awards. I remember a day um, where Jimmy Kimmel, like I said, uh, he said that Ridley Scott said you couldn't finance a film off of women and minorities. And here we are with Star Wars and Black Panther kicking ass. So on to um, Ryan Seacrest real quick. The Me Too movement. Um, he grabbed, uh, his stylist, his makeup uh, artist, grabbed her by the vagina from the back, tried to, uh, tried to tackle her. And a lot of people corroborated that story, but supposedly E shot them down and did not include them in witnesses. So I always, I'm not saying I believe the witness, but I always try to tend to go towards the victim because especially with men, we have the resources. And not only do we have the resources when we're rich, we have even more resources to quell to to hide those dirty things that's going on so only a couple people what's the name uh my homegirl taraj p henson gave him the death stare tried to like you know take off his head but um other than that there there is a few people he's still a prominent figure to be honest if any of those allegations are true that will shed light and he'll be done by next year so to move on it was a ratings low and trump came after jimmy kimmel too but to be honest um yeah, it was politically charged, and the movies—the movies I like the movies, I like the selections. But it's kind of like with uh, sports—if you have teams, low market teams and stuff like that. So the la- one of the lowest rated Oscars was when No Country for Old Men won. Yeah, I like that movie, but like you know, it's kind of avant garde, and it's not like something like Transformers or something like that. So whenever they pick like big movies like Titanic, which was one, which was the highest. Uh, ratings ever i mean that was a billion dollar movie a lot of people went to see it so a lot of people were emotionally invested and wanted that movie to win you know movies like shape of water and three billboards and get out and stuff like that some people weren't going to go see it as a matter of fact get out the the academy members admitted that they all did not see it and they never plan on seeing it because they believe it's a horror that needs to change the academy needs to watch all the films if i i don't even get paid for this so if If I can watch all the films, all 24 categories, you can too. What the fuck did I just watch? But not only did I watch the awards, like I said, I watched the Natalie Portman movie, Annihilation. Really, really dope. Jennifer Jason Leigh, uh, Oscar Isaac, he's awesome. Uh, My homegirl Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin. So uh, a meteor hits a lighthouse and this big bubble occurs and everything is being gene-sliced and mutated. And Natalie Portman's husband is a soldier, and he's been sent to this area a bunch of times, and he comes back alive, the only person alive. But he comes back, like, really strange, and he's bleeding. And the ambulance picks him up, and the government swoops him up. And she and a team of women have to go into this bubble, even though they know that shit is going down, and find out why her husband was the only one that came back alive. Very awesome special effects. I, I pronounce this the wrong way all the time. But Ex Machina was such a great movie with Alicia Vikander and Oscar Isaac. Same director, same writer. You need to go see it. What the fuck did I just hear? I thought I heard bullshit. The Supreme Court very, very soon is hearing about right-to-work states. Now, if you haven't heard about this, real quickly, these are retards that are trying to reverse union and union dues they're trying to say is unconstitutional for a worker to be um, to be subjected to paying union dues even if they don't want to be in the union now whoever is complaining about this is a very small margin of who benefits from unions you would not have 3 day weekends or whatever 2 day weekends you would not have 40 40 hour work weeks you would not have child labor laws there are so many things vacation time sick days Unions fight for these things, and they bring it to the highest courts in order to make them happen. Management has never, unless you work for like, the awesome companies, management never really steps up. Paternity leave, maternity leave, these are all done by unions. So if you have places like Wisconsin and Michigan, places that are right to work states, that don't need, that don't have the barriers of unions, you need unions, guys. Sorry, anybody that disagrees with that, I'm never gonna agree with that. Unions are here to stay. And this is a very volatile position. We need to hear this, and we need the Supreme Court to hear us and know that unions are fucking dope. What the fuck did I just see? Sorry, not sorry to get all political on you guys, but I saw this meme, and it uh, it disturbed me, and it was funny at the same time. It had a 9 Glock pistol on top of a... uh, A silencer pistol and one was for a regular teacher and one was for a librarian if those professions were armed. Um, It's funny but it's like sad at the same time. Like um, we don't even have enough money for books and we're going to shell out tax money to arm teachers. I agree with having a safety agent. I agree with having like maybe like one gun. I don't even feel comfortable with that to be honest because like people with guns always have an excuse to kill somebody whether it's justified or not so i can only imagine if teachers especially black teachers or black students oops and then they get acquitted just like the cops do so cops have a terrible aim and now you're going to train teachers to have that same terrible aim so that's how i feel about that i'm sure uh, people disagree but there's a great article from time magazine and it shows what i was talking about black kids will be the first victims in the classroom and they definitely will there's always some way, and I'm not just saying white people, I'm saying black lives really don't matter to a lot of people. And even even blacks themselves. So, uh, it's a really sticky situation. So Again, it's pretty funny that you would put a silencer on a librarian's gun. I mean, you still gotta be quiet while you're killing people. Killing them softly. What the fuck did I just say? Let me tell you something people have said for probably since the day of time. The five second rule. I'm going to tell you that that's one of, and I'm not going to lie, I have done it many, many times. I've probably done it this week. The five second rule, just to clarify, is one of the dumbest things ever created in mankind. It does not dust off germs whenever you drop something on a surface, especially um, the floor. Uh, We've all stepped in dog shit. We've all stepped in dirt. So if it falls on the floor... It's going to pick up that dirt. You're definitely going to get fucking sick at some point if you keep doing that type of shit. But um, I'm not going to lie. When you drop like a gusher or you drop like something really tasty, even when you wash it off of water, like you're still not going to get it at all off. So I just wanted to point that out there for you germaphobes. Um, you're right. You're right. When we do the five second rule, we are fucking disgusting, but we're living our fucking best life. So that's it for this uh, show. It's a little, a little bit over what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to have more 15-minute episodes. Um, you know, I want more people to listen. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the content for this week. Like I said, you should listen to Pop Quiz uh, Part 2. That's with my boy Dev. We talk about the subjects we talked about on Volume 2. This is Volume 3. This is also episode 11. I know that's confusing. But you'll get it. You'll understand. Go on stillvinsane.com. Go on all my social media sites. At Still is most of them. It's for Twitter. It's for Facebook. I'm Still Insane 3 on Facebook. Um, I would love some more Twitter followers. I would love some more engagement. Um, it's what I live for. I love to engage with fans. And I just uh, I love to be out there. So, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Shut the fuck up. Listen up and keep up with Still Vincent. Insane. Peace out, homies.